Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw. On today's episode, we're talking about AEW Wrestle Dream. On this day. Yeah. You think you know me. It was completely somebody else's. You think you know me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Adam Copeland for FKA, as they say, formerly known, formerly known as, as Edge. Edge. Still known as Rated R Superstar. David Bixon's fan post on Twitter. Apparently, WB hasn't had an active trademark for that term since 2020. All right. Well, there you go. Since ball 2020. Drop. Yeah, ball dropped by WWE. All right. They found a little loophole there to yes. connect the dots. The Rated R Superstar. That's a bit of a mouthful, so I imagine they're just using that to bridge his real name, Adam Copeland, yeah, 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 with yeah, yeah. Edge. So I guess we can expect to see on the lower Adam Copeland. But all sorts of merchandise, no doubt. There you Probably go, making out. its way. They got a shirt What's up that? already. It says uh, Rated R Era on it. So this is the new era that Tony Khan was alluding to. It's it's the Adam Copeland era. Tough luck there, Jay White. Not Switchblade era right now. It's Adam Copeland era. Well, also, more importantly, uh, he didn't buy New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> so yes. that is that is dispelled. Yeah, pro, I mean, as as sort of expected, I know there were some people. Oh, there's the shirt. Okay. All right. Uh, seven out of ten shirt. It's it's like it's, the design itself isn't terrible. It's just too much silkscreen on, on a garment. Here's the thing. Digital print. Use silk screen. Digital print. Digital right. print. So it'll actually be a soft one. Um, it's a giant R, rated R era. They should have done. They should have put like the spray painted E and the A on either side of the R, the rated air. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Whatever. Anyways, he came to the uh, to the aid of uh, Darby Allen and Sting to finish off the main event for the TNT title, which Christian was able to retain thanks to uh, a pretty gnarly spot on the ring steps. We're going to talk about that, that was a little bit more. Uh, also on the show. 
we had uh, probably, I would say, two potential match of the year contenders. I know Dave Meltzer's match of the year definitely happened on this show, and it was Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr., an absolutely stellar technical wrestling bout between the yes. two of them. Uh, and then uh, Hangman Adam Page and uh, and Swerve. Uh, Swerve Strickland. Uh, yeah, that was fantastic, too. Some great stuff. In a really, there. really awesome match. Really, really uh, good. Um, before we get to the particulars, let's talk. You know, when Tony Khan talked about a new era, despite what Adam Copeland's shirt says, I don't necessarily think Edge being in AEW is this huge landmark uh, uh, thing that's going to lead to a new era of AEW. It's going to be more of the same from AEW. Don't expect any major changes, just that Edge is going to be on TV. I I really hope, not interrupt you, I hope Edge cuts a promo where he says, you know what, this new era, I'm going to bring in changes. You wanted more You wanted more white men wrestling in AEW? Well, now you'll get it. <laughs> there was one women's match on the show. Tonight. 14 matches. 14 matches. Um, uh, so but let's talk anyways. about that. So this is the first of what is, we're all assuming, of now monthly pay-per-views for AEW. They haven't announced anything for December, but I think it's just a matter of time before winter is coming is the December pay-per-view more, more, more than likely. Yeah. And we were wondering how AEW was going to approach these pay-per-views that aren't their traditional four or five major ones. I'm talking Revolution, Double or Nothing, All Out, I guess now All In. So it'd be six, Forbidden Door, in Full Gear. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. So we get six more pay-per-views, at least six more pay-per-views during the course of the year. Are they going to approach these in the same fashion they approach their, you know, their 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 six major shows, or are they going to take a different approach to them? If this is any indication, every month we're getting a four-hour main card with at least an hour, an hour and a half for the show tonight, zero hour, and and. and Listen, in a vacuum, if you give me four really good hours of professional wrestling television with some interesting stories, some intriguing matchups that are really well executed, I'll sit here and watch it and be happy doing it. The issue comes from AEW's approach to creative in that not every match has a built-in story that's necessarily intriguing. Mm -hmm. And there were several matches on this card that, while good, didn't necessarily feel like pay-per-view matches. I'm not laying blame to to the talent involved in those matches. Again, the matches were good. Mm-hmm. From a creative standpoint, there's just not enough built into them in terms of the stakes involved for me to think this deserves to be on pay-per-view. It's going to be the same issue WWE had before the pandemic. You know, I don't know. A lot of people probably remember this, but the reason why we have three and a half hour long pay-per-views with WWE is because of the pandemic. Like they understood wrestling in an empty performance center or wrestling in front of televisions. Um, it's just, it's not terribly compelling. Let's bring it down to size. But the happy uh, accident there was we get real, that stayed. They understood that, uh, you know, the more, the, 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 the more rarefied air you have in a pay-per-view, the more quality it's going to be, the more must-see it's going to be. Not everybody's going to be on the show. Well, also this, there's the, 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 there's this as well in that it makes the major pay-per-views really stand out as well. Mm-hmm. It does. No, absolutely. It does. And, you know, we used to bitch. I love this because somebody here in the, in the chat says Stephen Larson are revealing themselves straight up e-drones, which is a hilariously terrible term. So thanks for that. But before when WWE put on these five hour, four hour long pay-per-views, five hours, including the pre-show, where nothing happened, where nothing happened. We'd bitch about those too. Yeah. 
So you can go back and see our opinion about the length of those shows. If, if AEW had put on a three and a half hour long pay-per-view with nothing but stellar matches with builds. that And back then it was the same thing with WWE. There were some four or five hour long pay-per-views that were really good because at the time, the stories that were being built into them were really, really good. Um, if the expectation is for fans to pay $50 a month to add that on top of everything else we have to pay for these days um, for, you know, a shows with three or four matches that really mean a damn and everything else is stuff that we could probably probably should be watching for free on collision or dynamite then, you know, th there's going to be the same level of burnout that people used to be giving to WWE before they got their shit together, which mm -hmm. they have now. Yeah. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I, I feel like they're in a position where I, th I guess the thought is, well, you can't give people who are paying 50 bucks a month three and a half hours of pay-per-view when really you should be giving the idea that, well, hold on one second that they're going to be paying 50 bucks a month. Look, that that price that price point ain't changing. Yeah, I know. It's not going to change. That's here to stay. There I there's know. no way that Max is going to pay AEW what they're making off pay-per-views or more to just roll that into the Max thing. There's no way that's going to happen. These pay-per-views are doing like 100,000 buys, probably I think I think Ring of like, Honor was doing like 40,000. I think these are doing like usually 100,000 or 100,000 like Yeah. 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 Um, so, yes, I'm sorry, you had your hand up, yes. Well, I was going to say, if the show is shorter, I know this is a ridiculous response, don't charge as much. Well, I know, that's the thing, but, like, you know that's just That's the price happen. point that's established by AEW, I know. And, and I, I, I guess to a, a certain point, I understand the sentiment that may be, well, we don't want any of our shows to be looked at as B pay-per-views. I get mm -hmm, that. Yeah. yeah. But that doesn't come with a, a running time and a, and a corresponding price tag. Mm -hmm, yeah, you treat each show as important, and 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 uh, not just in terms of the action that's going on in the ring, but the stories being told. It all comes back to the stories being told in AEW, and mm -hmm. it's it's better than it was a year ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I sitting here in terms of if I spend my fifty dollars, I want to be in more than getting five hours of wrestling. I want to be entertained for the yeah. duration of the show. And if it's a three hour show and I'm wildly entertained by those three hours, I'm going to be satisfied as opposed to a four and a half hour show where I'm like, this match should be on dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. If I start, yeah. my, my interest starts to wane. I'm going to feel like I, it wasn't money well spent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, uh, let me take a look at the actual card here. Um, cause I don't have my, uh, my notes up. Ah. Um, but you know, look, the, the the show did have two match of the year contenders. Absolutely. I'm not gonna take Absolutely. I'm not gonna take and that the, away from the main event the I thought was very, very good too. I thought the main event was awesome. Other than yeah, it was it's very W you know, what Christian does is it's it's very WWE ish. That's why it's a perfect combination, you know, Edge coming over. Mm -hmm. Um and I think there's gonna be some really good ground to cover there. Um but uh but yeah, no, I look, I thought there was plenty really good on I thought that they built something really cool with the uh julia hart uh mm -hmm. chris statlander stuff you know they had me guessing oh man is this going to be julia hart's time she's won 20 almost 30 matches in a row um and and they've done a hell of a job with her presentation probably one of the most improved wrestlers yeah in terms of the total package all year yeah um and so that that had me guessing okay are they going to do this with with julia hart and they didn't uh tonight
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. But, uh, but no, I look, I thought that there was there was three to three and a half hours of a killer pay-per-view tonight. And you can't give me shit for saying that. It's just there was an extra there was an extra hour tacked on of stuff that probably should have been on dynamite or collision. It look for you to be firing on all cylinders and put on a five four to five hour long pay per view where everything's great. It's hard to do. It is exceptionally you know? hard to do. And if you're and if you don't do that, then you get something like the Don Callis family match, which did not add up to the sum of its parts because mm-hmm. you do have literally like some of the best know, wrestlers three in the or world. four. Yeah. <laughs> three or four of some of the best wrestlers on the planet. And I'm not even putting Sammy Guevara in there, but given some of the stuff he does, he could be considered as, as rarefied air as well. When it comes to some of the best wrestlers, that dude is really fucking good. He is really good. He is really good, but it was kind of a mess of a match. It really was it, it wildly didn't really like the build was kind of crap. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know if this really needed to be on here. Um, the number one contender match for the tag titles, could have Probably been didn't might. need to be on here. Nothing in the kickoff really mattered. Wheeler Yuta really shouldn't be in his own pay-per-view match at this point. Ricky Stark should be, but Wheeler Yuta doesn't need to be. Wheeler, in I mean, uh, uh, Ricky Stark should be in a match of consequence that matters. Yeah, that's true. Stakes, too, yeah. and uh, you know, yeah. and 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 I know the tag match had stakes, and so you could say, well, there had stakes, therefore maybe it should be on pay-per-view. And, and given the talent involved, all great tag teams, nonetheless. There's just something to be said about a good tight three three and a half hour show. Yeah. Where there, there's everything just feels like it belongs, mm-hmm. and it feels like this. Yes, this is a pay per view match. I know that's not easy to do, especially when you have twelve of them now a year. Probably, yeah, it's tough yeah. to do, and there's a balance there between giving their fans their money worth and not and not getting them exhausted of your product. Yeah, and I yeah. worry that if they go to the the once a month once once a month schedule for these pay per views, it's going to start leaning towards you can start exhausting your audience of your product, even though there is good stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, given the response that we're seeing in, in chat right now, I don't I think there's some people who are going to pay $50 regardless of what yeah. it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be some people who won't, and that's just going to be their new business reality. Yeah, totally. Um, totally. I mean, I, I guess the idea is that if for these non-major pay-per-views, historically speaking, they might get lower buy rates. The idea, maybe they'll make up at double or nothing or all in or all out or whatnot you know the buy rates are like they are really really good so they are so they're they're relatively consistent too they are yeah so you know over 
the next couple of years. Goach Art here says, we Utah heads are eating good. <laughs> hey, you know, more power to you and more power to Wheeler Utah for taking advantage of those opportunities. Exactly. Uh, we got a raid here from Alex, Queen of the Ring. Hi, Alex. Oh, what's up, Alex? wonder if Alex doing well. the pay-per-view tonight. Uh, but otherwise, look, there's there's a lot of really good wrestling. There's always good look. There's always good wrestling in AEW. At this point, it's not like you know they're they're never going to sign somebody who's like just a crap wrestler. That doesn't happen. Um, they have good wrestling. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you got? No, I'm not going to. got? Nah, I ain't going to blast. I ain't going to single anybody out. Carry on. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, we can. I mean, in terms of big story beats, besides uh, Adam Copeland. Uh, showing up Edge. How long do you think it's going to be between we completely not saying Edge when we're talking about him? How long did it take us to refer to Brian Danielson as Brian Danielson and not Daniel Bryan? A while. Edge is, Edge is just so easy to say. Yeah, Adam he was Cohen. Edge for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, a, it's, it's, I'm just going to keep on saying Edge. Edge. He's Edge. He's Edge. You know, especially if he's going to be the rated R superstar. Exactly. He's just Edge. I'll just keep calling him Edge. Everybody knows who Edge yeah. is. It's yeah, Edge. It's a good name. It's a good name. It is a good name. Yeah. You should have trademarked uh, that and came to WWE as Edge instead of uh, Edge creating that name and character for him. In terms of uh, big story beats, we do have new number one contenders for the tag titles. It is the Young Bucks. Yeah. Didn't anticipate that happened so soon after they lost to FTR, but I guess, uh, you know, cash it in their EVP card. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am surprised. I am surprised that uh, they didn't go like Hook, Orange Cassidy, or the Guns, who uh, they're hot right now with the Bang Bang Gang. Yeah, and you know they have a history with FTR, obviously. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that the Young Bucks don't, but they just felt like they had that big, huge blow off at that was at All In, I think, right? Well, that, that's at Wembley. That was huge. Yeah, it seems um, like oh, they're going back to it so soon. Right back in the mix. They want those. I mean, they're already the Ring of Honor Trios title. Yeah, yeah with, with, uh, with Hangman, yeah. With Hangman. Um, so they're the new number one contenders uh, coming up at full gear. Probably that's where that match is going to happen. You'd think so. You'd think so. Yeah. Because that would be um, the fourth match of their series. Because at all in, it was yeah, right, a rubber right. match. Yeah, the best yeah. of three. So, you know, if there's four, that means they're going to have to have a fifth. And then a sixth and seventh at some point, you would think. Yeah, it's got to add yeah. to some sort of odd number thing. Odd number. I mean, thing. yeah, you would think, but I mean, you think that they're probably just going to be like, okay, well, you got the win at Wembley, we're going to get the tag titles in L.A. in mm-hmm. our home turf, mm-hmm. uh, and then we'll just call it a day because then we'll be fifty-fifty. That could be fifty-fifty you know. booking at its finest, huh? I mean, at some look, at some point, they're going to have another. They'll have a fifth. Match. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. It'll be a while. Um, let's talk about this. Swerve Strickland now is an, a, an official position, a possession of Hangman Page's spot in the company. He's got the spot in the company. He's got Hangman's spot. He beat him in a fantastic bout. Oh, my God. That was a good match. It was so good. So good. It's really happy Swerve got really his first huge win in AEW. He's gotten a lot of really good wins in the company, but he's had a lot of high-profile matches, especially within the last year, where he's come up short, lost to Tanahashi, Lost the coffin match a couple pay-per-views ago. Um, super excited that he got the win here. And hopefully it's, it's onward and upwards to huge things for Swerve because he's got this character that he knows inside and out. He knows who this mm-hmm. character is. Portrayal of this character is awesome. 
the, the mogul uh, 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 embassy around him is really coming together. And not they're not just coming together; they're getting a lot of attention. Yes, the the good kind of attention that's yes. just sort of organic, and people eat up to Prince Nana stuff, obviously. Um, Swerve making the mo the, the the performer the person making the most of this idea of you get opportunities you 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 get you can make the most of your opportunities if you're a creative person in mm-hmm. AEW mm-hmm. if you don't if you're if you've never been used to uh or if you're scared to sort of bring your creativity then you're going to end up in catering you're in, you're going to end up in ring of honor or whatever he has made the most of ever, of all the freedom that AEW wrestlers are mm-hmm. given. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really taken advantage of it and it's paying off. It really is. And that's, that's what happens. You know, he's, he's recreating himself physically. You see how much muscle he's put yeah. on. Yeah. So he's making himself like WWE size in AEW, yeah. which is yeah. kind of rare. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was a phenomenal win for him and his character and his story. And uh, and he, you know, what's great also about this is that he started this narrative of becoming the first black AEW world champion. And when you start something like that, you start to manifest it within the minds of the fans, and yep. then they start carrying you up. And you get somebody like Prince Nana, who's doing like the viral the Prince Nana dance thing, and you've got the recipe for an unlimited ceiling. Yep. People are really coming around to swerve, and it's matches like this that, thank God, Tony Khan pulled the trigger on a big win over a former world champion, Mm -hmm. and and that thread needs to continue. The guy is vital. He's the future. He's the now, and uh, and I want to see this continue. I don't know. You know, AEW doesn't do like a ton, as we're talking about FTR and the Young Bucks, they generally don't do a ton of like rematches. Yeah, definitely um, not. Well, I mean, we just saw uh, uh, Ricky Starks and Danielson more or less have a three-match series. I know one of them was a tag match. They have been doing them a little bit more, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah. They do don't do them on a regular a basis. Feud? But, but, do yeah. you think this is a feud that they're interested in going? It was anything about this match or this story that they would be interesting in revisiting? Or is this the thing where Hangman needs to like step aside and be like, okay, I need to rethink because I just lost my spot, is he mm-hmm. going to find that spot some, or try to find the road to spot somewhere else? And let I, dude, if it's me, I say let Swerve have Run this win, spot. yeah, totally, and move on instead of oh, Hangman gets it back from him right now. Yeah. You can yeah. revisit that later down the line. Absolutely, I think that's the more intriguing story where Swerve gets this win. Hangman is bitter about it, not just because he lost, but because Swerve used. Prince not his crown didn't lead directly to the win, but you know it was involved, and 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 but realize all right I lost my spot in a way I have to start at the bottom, and move my way back up. And for a character like Hangman who gets so distracted with emotion during his matches at times, mm, he, like yeah he, he gets so wrapped up in in the moment sometimes that it derails his momentum. We saw that in this match where he starts playing the crowd and asking them whose whose house is it mm-hmm. when he has the upper hand. Whereas yeah. if he'd stayed focused, maybe maybe the outcome would have been different. Yeah. Um. And and you know if if he has to start at the bottom, more or less. And oh, back with the Dark Order, that'd be terrible. Oh, there you go. He's in Ring of Honor <laughs> with them. Oh no. He's got to ask Stu Grayson if he could join the Righteous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, you, you do something like that where he's got to kind of rediscover himself and and come to grips with his own insecurities as a character 
yeah. and find a way to channel his emotions in a positive way to help him win matches as opposed to you know, derailing his momentum during matches. That could yeah. be an interesting story and have that culminate down the road like a year from now with maybe another match against Swerve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. I think one thing they've done off and on a good job with with Hangman is long-term stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's an opportunity to, turn a long, to tell another long-term story with him that could potentially get the crowd behind him even more. You, you know, he's in an underdog situation now where he's got to start at the bottom. Mm-hmm. climb his way back up i don't know if they'll do it but yeah 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 i don't know it'll be interesting um i mean he had a protracted thing with mox mm-hmm. you know they took that to several matches it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see if we see more of these high profile feuds go you know in, in a lengthier direction because like you said there there does seem to be a pattern of that now yeah um you know either way they do it you know both guys need to come out of this looking like a million bucks yes. Um, you mentioned the Prince Nana thing. That's a heel thing. MJF has, has spent his entire career knocking people out with that dynamite diamond ring. So, however, Swerve gets these wins is 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 still good for him. Absolutely. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like the international title, especially now with sort of the the, the way Mox lost it, the TNT title, and what Christian's doing with it, there isn't really like a mid card. I, I, in my opinion, I think that the next stops for like swerve needs to get big wins over guys like, and I'm not saying specifically them, but guys like Mox Danielson, you know, those kind of guys yeah, and then advance and then advance onto the world title scene, depending exactly. on how they're going to shake that out. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that that match was so well put together and the two guys that were in the ring were just going full bore with their characters. Mm-hmm. You know, Rob mentioned in our chat, Hangman got new gear. Yeah. You know, Swerve got under his skin, got in his head. Yep. And, hey, you haven't had new gear in like a year. What's your deal? So he brings out new gear. Again, He's it's playing. the insecurity. It's the insecurity right. of yeah. Hangman. Yep. Yeah. It's yep. it's great stuff. And you love to see him sticking to that character. You know, like the, he, he, this, the, 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 the performer, Adam Page, has no idea to, oh, I'm suddenly going to be this alpha guy. You know, <laughs> like he's no nah, man. He's Hangman Page. He's the yep. same insecure guy yep. uh, who uh, will shoot himself in the foot as soon as he'd win a championship. Yep. You know. Yep. So I don't know. Interesting stuff. Let's go ahead and uh, start with the uh, the breakdown here. Well, actually, before we start with the breakdown, want to point this out. We're trying to get our subscribers on YouTube up to one hundred and ninety eight thousand eight hundred and ninety one. It's a palindrome, and it right is. now we're only at one hundred and ninety eight thousand one fifty one. We got 818 people watching live. We're probably going to have, I don't know, 10, 20,000 people watching uh, uh, when all is said and done on the review on YouTube. Let's take a second out. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notify bell and hit that thumbs up. Really helps going in raw and Friendo Club. We got another YouTube channel. It's called Friendo Club Wrestling. Go sub to that as well. Uh, tomorrow, that's right. We don't wait a week like those other guys. We've got our star ratings going up tomorrow for this pay-per-view yep uh and then also on friday on that channel we're gonna be guessing the wrestling observers uh star ratings you mean those other guys the other guys (laughs) um so be sure to check out that channel we got a lot of fun stuff going on over there also uh if you're on the youtube click that join button if you want in on our huge predictions challenges every single month Bonus episodes whenever we do them. And our question threads. We're not going to do a question thread for this one because 
we've been doing this for uh, like the most of the day at this yeah. point. So we're just going to do our review. Kicked off with, oh, we're not doing the pre-show either. We don't watch that. Yeah, I didn't watch the pre-show. We don't do the pre-shows for these AEW shows anymore. Well, yes, we're no. old. We can't sit in these chairs for too long. Oh man, I try to get up and I just start. I'm hunched over. Oh, I know. To my family I know. Like that. I know. Anyways, uh, Ring of Honor tag title match: uh, The Righteous versus one person, MJF. Uh, he came out and uh, and uh, did a uh, did a promo, a pretty funny one. He says, uh, "Appears the devil is." And he's got both the, the Ring of Honor tag titles. Yep. Evidently, according to everybody, the Adam Cole injury is in fact real. Uh, and uh, so our best goes out to Adam Cole. Hopefully, absolutely, uh, he has a quick recovery. MJF says, it "Appears the devil has arrived in Seattle." Not gonna lie, I'm pissed off. There's some bullshit rumors going around that I attacked Jay White, aka Tofu. I had nothing to do with it, uh, and uh, somebody stole my mask out of my bag. He says, "To make matters worse, Adam Cole's hurt and not here tonight. It's all good because I want to make sure when he comes back, these tag titles are waiting." So let me explain some of these dollar store devil's rejects. Hey, fat boy, talking to Dutch, I'm going to hit you with a body slam. Crowd goes crazy for that. He says, that's not good enough, though. White boy with dreads. Interesting choice. I'm going to grab you by your hipster hair, tie it in a bone, shove it up his fat ass, because my name is MJF. I'm better than you. So anyways, um, as we had sort of figured on this one, MJF totally beat these two guys. Yeah, kangaroo <laughs> kick was involved. A kangaroo a, kick was involved in the finish. And he did, in fact, hit a body slam on Dutch and then shove Vincent's uh, head up his ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, kangaroo kick followed Heat Seeker on Dutch to get the win. Yep, yep. Oh, man. We're up to 198-155. Oh, getting Dale there. Robinson, Dennis Epps. They both just subscribed. Oh, man. Thank Hit you that so subscribe much. button and so then go much. crank one out in the bathroom. All right. Oh, so. my goodness. Wow, Dick Slavitt. Wow, that's uncalled for. So after that, we had uh, Eddie Kingston defending his Ring of Honor world title and his New Japan strong open weight title against Katsuyori Shibata. Really good, hard-hitting stuff. Ah, damn, it was a good match. It was a good match. It was a really good match. Um, how many backfists did Shibata eat? Like five, six? It was a bunch of them. There was a it bunch was a lot. Them, yeah. It was a ton of yeah. them. Um, I like that Eddie's using the power bomb now as his finish. I think the the power bomb should always be a finish, regardless who uses it. Oh, I agree a thousand percent. Well, yeah, he had that conversation with uh, Kawada. Uh, yeah, Kawada says, "Use the power bomb." Use the power bomb. So, so Eddie Kingston's been using the power bomb to much success. He's got two titles and the sky's the limit. Tons of success. Really fun match. Uh, yeah, it is mentioned. So Eddie hits back fist, gets uh, Shibata kicks out at one. Eddie hits a Northern Lights bomb, a two count, another back fist, and then the huge power bomb to get the win and successfully defend his two titles. He's got two titles. He's got, he's got, I got two, both I got two titles now. Got two titles. I got two titles. Two titles. I got two titles. Two titles. Making my sweet last. Oh, yeah. After that, uh, yeah. Oh, you have more to add about Eddie and Shibata other than good stuff? No, but after that, we had the TBS championship match. Julia Hart and Chris Dattler. Well, I, you don't go back to Eddie. Uh, what's next for Eddie? Defending both his titles and winning for a while? I mean, I don't know. Pick a name <laughs> from Ring of Honor. Yeah, I know, right? Stu Grayson, sure, there you go, next in line. No, I mean, yeah. I don't know if they'd be interested in doing it, but I think a good feud, uh, given their history, is Eddie and Santana. Oh, that's good, okay. That's a good idea, because immediately you put Santana in a title picture, he loses like a low-card title match, and he understands my bread is more buttered 
with that dude I was with before, Ortiz. Ortiz. Yes. Ortiz is sitting there with the big fat I told you so, which he's not going to say because he wants to maintain good relations. But it's, 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 it's just one of those things that's just accepted between the both of them. Oh, they know. Yeah. Santana definitely knows. Yeah. Yes. So yes. that's a great idea. Bring him back down to earth. Anyways, <laughs> Julia Hart and Chris Statlander. <laughs> like, like, like you said early on, Julia Hart's presentation is off the charts. That theme. I, I know I sound like a broken record to a degree. I apologize. Her theme is incredible. Yeah, and it she fits her presentation so great. much. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so good. While Malachi had, like, is out nursing injury. Nursing injury. Got, Brody's, Brody's got the broken mm-hmm. hand or whatever. Um, and so Julie had that, that veil with her hat tonight. Yeah. Just a little extra for the pay-per-view. That was great. And, and the way she's improved during, especially during the course of this winning streak she's had, she's busting out the moonsault now used as a yeah. finish. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's great to see someone, you know, improve by leaps and bounds, not just in terms of what they can do in the ring, but the presentation, how they carry themselves, how they present, uh, uh, uh you know, their character and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, I I really hope I really hope so. Statlander ended up winning this with a Sunday night fever. Sunday night Sunday. fever. Um, and and it was a tombstone and and a Sunday night fever. She had actually punched uh, Julia in the face when Julia had the mist loaded up. She went so ended up yeah. not being able to use the mist. And Statlander um, got her foot in the bottom rope when Julia hit the moonsault. Right, and she was able to get out of the heartless. I think I think yeah, that was powered the, up. Yeah, powered up. Yeah, that's right. That's what preceded the the finish. Yeah. I really hope that because Julia has been on such a win streak and her character really is firing on all cylinders, mm-hmm. they extend this feud out. Like it's a, it's a good feud. They've got like, they got the makings of something really good as opposed to them just lining up another opponent for Chris Statlander. I know. I know. Let this go another couple matches and have Julia win the title. I know. And that's, that was what part of the issue with a, a lot of Jade's reign as TBS champ. It's like, here's a match, One match over, after another, next match, after next match, another. next match, next challenger, next challenger. A lack of stories, a lack mm-hmm, of yeah. intrigue about who's going to win the bout. Mm-hmm, yeah. And you have a match here where Julia, two if not three times, is on the verge of potentially winning the, 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 the belt here. Yeah, right, yeah. And Chris just ma- managed to, to power up out of the heartless. Julia mm-hmm. hit that miss. Guess what? Julia would be TBS champ right now. Exactly. If if Chris couldn't get her foot of the bottom rope, guess what? Julia would be champ right now. Yeah. That's stuff yeah. to work with. And they, I is. hope they tell the story and give them another match. Because yeah. there's a lot yeah. to like about this one. It was real, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Agreed. Same. Uh, after that, we had a fatal four-way for the number one contendership for the AEW tag titles. The Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros versus the Guns uh, versus Hook and uh, Orange Cassidy. So I, I was seeing some chatter on in chat here about Phoenix maybe getting hurt during this match, which would explain why he kind of disappeared, wasn't involved in the last two thirds of it. Oh, that does, yeah, that would make some sense because yeah, he, he, was, he was he wasn't involved at like the, at least the latter half. Mm-hmm, yeah. Huh. So I mean, it, it, yeah. it says something to the talents involved here. If they had to readjust on the fly with an important part like Phoenix not involved in the match, mm-hmm. and this match to come off really well, it was a really good yeah. match. I know we talk, said earlier this would probably be more uh, in place at a, a, an episode of Dynamite or Collision. It was a really fun match, as you'd expect from the pe- the talents involved. Dude, like those Collision main events, although long, they're like usually really, really yeah. fun. Yeah. Like I got nothing to, yeah, I got no complaints about that. Um, look, I mean, that's the thing about AEW. By and large, you get a lot of really good wrestling, especially Absolutely. when you have all these people involved. The wrestling is going to be really, really good. Yep. Just got to get the story, too. Got to get the stories. 
Got to yeah, get the man. stories. So hopefully Phoenix is okay. Um, yeah, no kidding. Haven't noticed anything. I don't know if Tony Khan mentioned anything yet during the media scrum. Apparently, uh, edgy Adam Copeland's talking to the press right now. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, at one point, Austin Gunn blocks a red rum from Hook, but o- uh, Orange Cassie hits him with an orange punch. Hook locks in the red rum, and then Nick Jackson hits a 450 onto both of them, basically stacks them, and, and gets a two count. Uh, Penta then uh, tags in. Goes for a fear factor, but Orange Cassidy avoids it. But then Penta hits that awesome fear factor gory bumps, uh, uh, gory bomb that move he does, which is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he eats double super kicks from the Young Bucks, and then he eats a BTE trigger. Matt gets the pin to get the win for the Young Bucks. They'll be facing FTR at some point. Mm-hmm. Some point, don't know when. Yeah, that's uh, you'd think that's gonna be full gear. You'd think so. You think they want to build to that match as opposed to just do it at a. When is Fulgia? Is it early November? It's usually early December. Really? Fulgia? I thought Fulgia is usually November. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Fulgia. I I was thinking winter is coming for some reason. Yes, you're right. Usually it's early mid-November. Yeah. Veterans Day weekend. What's Veterans Day weekend? It is coming up on November 18th. So it's six six weeks away. Yeah, it could be. Could be. We'll see. We'll see. Could be. Uh, After that, we had uh, Swerve Strickland taking on Hangman Adam Page. Hangman was attacking Swerve's hand, the one he stabbed with the pen. Mm-hmm, yeah. Early and often in this match. Biting it. Twisting it around. Wearing his, uh, uh, I don't know if there was an intentional reference to Shawn Michaels gear at Survivor Series with the brown on him. <laughs> These look finished, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, th- this was, the shade of brown was similar, but everything else looked professionally done on like yes, Shawn Michaels. Yes, not kind of put together uh, last minute. Um, and then Swerve was working over Hangman's arm after he, he kind of did some, like, similar to like Penta d- did in, in Lucha Underground, still does on occasion, where he kind of snaps the arm behind his opponent, but this time Swerve did it with his foot rather than his, his hands. Mm-hmm. And so he was working over Hangman's arm with a lot of arm-based submissions. At one point, Swerve goes up top, hits Hangman with a double stomp on the apron. And after he hits that, Nana's in the background dancing. It was great. Oh, that was funny. That was so great. That was yeah. so good. And then Swerve hits a 450 on Page's injured arm, gets a two there, locks on a cross arm breaker. Uh, Page escapes that. Swerve looks for a JML driver. Page rolls him up instead for a two. Again, Swerve goes after the arm. Um, uh, Page looks for a, a dead eye. Swerve counters that with a arm bar. So eventually, uh, Swerve hits a German suplex, goes up top for a Swerve stomp, misses it. Uh, Page rolls the apron, hits a, uh, hits a buckshot lariat. He uses mm-hmm. the injured arm, though, so he's slow to make the cover. And by the time yeah. he crawls over there and does it, Nana puts Swerve's foot on the bottom rope. But the ref sees mm-hmm. it, full view of the ref, and tosses him for ringside. Yeah. And Page, again, rather than just focusing on the match, goes down oh, to the floor and so makes distracted. sure Nana leaves. So distracted, yeah. So while that's going on, uh, Swerve grabs uh, Prince Nana's crown, which Nana had taken off earlier, and hits Paige with it. Paige mm-hmm. kicks out. So Paige hits a, 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 a house call. JML driver covers him to get the win. Yeah. Yeah, really good stuff. That oh, was spectacular. Yeah. Probably like, I know, look, man, I know Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. was awesome, and it really was. But in terms of like the story being told, like in the, the the you know the the, the macro story here being yeah, told. yeah 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 the story between the competitors absolutely this yeah. is the re- this is the shit that I love it me really too. is me too yeah. me too me too uh, next up 
a match that could have been a collision easily. Should have been a collision easily. <laughs> Look, I want Ricky Starks on pay-per-view, but I'm going to have pay-per-view matches that fucking you're gonna matter. Make, you're going to make all the Utah heads upset, man. Matter. I want. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every pay-per-view match should matter. Should have that, sticks. That, that's another dude. That's another Ricky Starks. He's got to get. He's got to get bigger wins against bigger dudes. You know, know. like. And you're not talking about him beating Big Bill like physically larger. You're talking about no, beating man, the, the big Brian names. Danielsons and the Hangman Pages and, and and the John Moxleys. That's what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, man. I'm still kind of look. I understand it. Danielson is 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 on the verge of going out, and so he's going to go out big. But like, I'm still kind of surprised at the two huge matches they did. I'm not talking about tag matches. The two big matches they I did, know. Danielson took both of them. I like know. this is I Ricky know. Starks. He's he, you got to start banking on this guy right now. You know. Otherwise, he's the next one leaving going to WWE. <laughs> Which might happen. Which might happen. Might happen. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, this match was fine. Um, Big Bill came out, kind of got involved in the finish. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, he takes a swing at Yuta on the floor and misses, and I think Yuta pushes him into the ring post, but that distraction kind of leads to Ricky eventually hitting a spear in a Rochambeau uh, to get the win. Um, at least Ricky won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he'd have lost this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, lost been, this. Yeah. My qualm if he would have lost ma- this, I would have fully expected a fightful select report saying that his contract was up and he's going totally, to WWE. Totally, 1,000%. 1,000%. Percent, thousand percent. <laughs> and honestly, this match should have been about three and a half minutes. Starks wins. <laughs> With the way Starks have been yeah. booked compared to Utah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Uh, after that. Oh, uh, sorry. Had, and oh, and yeah. Mox was on commentary for this match and the, and the next one. And was, Mox is great on commentary, he's too. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's fantastic. Basically, so everything Ricky you'd expect. Bill, yeah. Ricky and Bill had a little stare-off with Mox uh, at ringside mm-hmm. uh, after the match. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe Ricky will get that Mox win. You know, maybe he'll get that once Mox is ready to go. I don't know. Mox is going to get the international title back soon enough, so I don't think he'd be taking a whole lot of losses between now and then. You could be right about that. Uh, after that, we had Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr., Dragon Bullocks. And this was... You know, I forget exactly what Meltzer said about it on Twitter, but uh, legendary, you know, I think he called it legendary. And it was like, honestly, like it, it's going to be difficult to rate these matches because, man, this was this is one of those matches that you're going to look at and be like, OK, this is probably this is probably going to end up being match of the year for a lot of people. I'd have to re- I'm going to have to really give it some thought. But like, man, the vast majority of this match when they're just like trading shit going back and forth and back and forth. And Zack Sabre Jr. was it this match had me thinking so many times, oh, my God, they're going to give this to Zack Sabre Jr. in Seattle. Like, that's crazy because I was just thinking, how is Danielson going to get out of half of this stuff? And then he does, yeah. and then he gets some shit in and then Zack Sabre Jr. gets it back. Yeah. And it's like everything that Danielson had, Zack Sabre Jr. had. It's funny, dude, because you mentioned during the stream us watching a match, uh, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, was it was it Goto? Who was it? Was it? No, it was, oh, it was Ishii. Ishii at the, right. the second of the two back-to-back Long Beach shows, the first New Japan once here in the States, yeah. And the thing that you loved and I loved about this match, that match so much, it was like six years ago, five years ago, whatever it was, was like you could see Zack Sabre Jr. piecing together what he's going to do. He has advanced as a character and a performer so much that all that is, is so much faster to him. He's like a machine now with these he really moves. Is. He really is. He doesn't have to think about it. It's second nature, and his yeah. arsenal is so huge. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, it's an absolute joy to watch this match. I mean, this match alone, 
I know we bitched about like, oh, there's too many matches too long. This match alone was worth fifty bucks. It really it was. was. It was. This plus Swerve and Hangman for sure. Yeah. Definitely yeah. worth fifty bucks. Um, God damn it, this match was awesome, man. As an exhibition of technical wrestling, I don't think you'd get better than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The speed with which they were countering the, each other's moves. Mm-hmm. The fluidity, how smooth everything was. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff they were doing was so damn intricate, it'd be easy for, oh, you you, 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 missed, you know you lost your, your foot your positioning or whatnot. Didn't see any of that. I know. And down yeah. towards the finish where, where Sabre's knee buckles just a little bit as he's eating that first knee plus. Because oh, Danielson had been so working good. it so much, he was trying to charge him to do something about it. Yeah. <laughs> knee buckles. Eats it. Yeah. Yeah. This is what Meltzer had to say about it. This will go down as a legendary match. They kept comparing it to Inoki versus Robinson. And is this generation's version? I hope we see this again a few more times. Mm-hmm. And I hope so too, because I th- this was a spectacular bout. No qualms, no quibbles. Imagine a match like this with something at stake. And I know this, it was dream match. Who's the best technical wrestler in the world? That's kind of a, it's a concept. It's a nebulous thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I stand, I understand the, the concept of bragging rights, but unless they cross paths again, like you could do something where Zack Sabre Jr. goes for a year and tries to learn everything he can to counter what Danielson does because he, he values the title of best technical wrestler so much. Well, I also appreciate that Nigel, who was railing against Danielson oh, it's in great. wonderful form, at one point he literally says, just give up and retire now. Think about your family. It was so oh, good. So good. But Danielson won with a strike, with a knee. Mm-hmm. Not a technical wrestling move. Not per se. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and that was sort of the saving grace for Zack Sabre Jr., according to Nigel, anyway. He's like, he didn't, wait, he didn't beat him in a technical wrestling move. He beat him with a knee strike. Um, and so you can quibble. Look, you and I are both in agreement. I think Zack Sabre Jr., we both think the world of him. And a couple of people have passed him by in New Japan. And I don't know why. He should be either. a world champion by now. He's doing wonderful things with the TV championship. Yeah. Zack Sabre Jr., to me, is on the level of like a Will Ospreay. I think they're both some of the – they do very different things – but I think their Will Ospreay has sort of reached the level that I think Zack Sabre Jr. has been at for a long time with the character stuff. Mm-hmm. He's flashier, obviously. Yeah. But man, I love that tech. That techno wrestling stuff is so oh, much fun to it watch. Is. It really is when it's done right and done fast. And I Heck think yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. should be. He should have been New Japan uh, IWGP champion by now. Yeah, I agree. Um, and at the end of the day, when all is said and done, if Danielson ever does have a retirement match, I can't think of a better guy. To get the rub, Zach yeah. Sabre Jr. Yep. To get the rub to beat him yeah, in his last match. Totally. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Uh, I mean, we can just list off or try to. Uh, go watch the match. Watch the Just go match. watch the match. All the crazy reversals they were doing to each other. It was smooth, fast, fluid, fantastic stuff. So uh, down towards the finish, uh, Sabre's working over Danielson's hand throughout the match, his wrist, the one he broke. Whereas Danielson's working Sabre's leg. So uh, Danielson kicks Saber in the head. Saber catches him with an arm bar, transitions to another cross arm breaker, really working that forearm. Uh, Danielson sneaks uh, sneaks out of it, and then just hits him with a, a knee plus, and that's when Saber gets up and his knee kind of buckles on him. So Saber kicks out of that one. So Saber's already on like rubber legs, like his, mm-hmm. he can barely has his legs under him. So Danielson hits him with another knee plus to get the win with that one. And afterwards, he's like, hey, crowd, give it up for Zack Sabre Jr. 
Brian Danielson, the pro that he is, then goes over to Aubrey Edwards and tells the crowd, hey, cheer for Aubrey. Yeah, because, oof, boy. She's from Seattle, the, the Seattle area, too, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's a that's a tough match to to ref. And then she went back-to-back back because she does the Jericho matches, yeah. too. Yep. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. did not shake the hand of Daniel Bryan or no. Brandt. So hopefully that means Brian there's Danielson. more to come, whether it means so, Wrestle yeah. Kingdom. Let me ask you this. Do you think we're going to get another Okada-Danielson match? Oh, God, we should. Huh? We should yeah, have that absolutely. at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, that's what I, that's what we were talking about before when you know mm-hmm. that match went down. It's like let Okada get his get that win back in at Tokyo Dome. Yeah, yeah, they should totally do that. They should totally do that. They should totally. Whether or not they will, there's some especially with like being on borrowed time. Yeah, like or being on a short you know uh, uh, schedule here now. If he if he really is going to actually, yeah. but here call the thing about that too is he go Tony Khan is like, I only got a year. Mm-hmm. Give me what I want. What I want, Tony. Me, get, I want, before I'm done, I want to have this match in in Tokyo Dome. Mm-hmm, yeah, and yeah. Tony Khan, you know, we criticize him about a lot, but it seems like when high profile talent at least comes to him, and says, "Hey, I, re- I really like to do this." He's willing to listen. Oh, he'll do. He'll do it. The dude said, "If I get hit by a bus, he's gonna take over the show." Yeah, yeah. he'll do it. Yeah, he'll. It, do it. it just it just it just depends on what Danielson wants to do. You know, I don't think anybody'd say no to that. No, no, not at all. Uh, then we had uh, the Don Callis family. Uh, Will Ospreay, Sammy Guevara, Sammy Guevara, and uh, Kanosuke Takeshita taking on Chris Jericho. What do they call themselves? The Golden, Golden Jets. Gods? Golden Jets. Because Jericho and Kenny are from Winnipeg, and it's Winnipeg oh, Jets, the hockey team. Yeah. yeah. So this match Jericho, is kind of a mess. I like the talent involved. I mentioned this earlier. You can say Takeshita, Osprey, Kenny, Kota, maybe four of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Thousand percent. And and then like Sammy is whiffing. Sammy Sammy is like, I don't know, a couple of years and like maybe an actual character away from mm-hmm. from maybe cracking that too. Because some of the shit he does is, is stellar. It In really terms is. of like spots, yeah, Sammy's up there. He's stringing those yeah, spots absolutely. together to be, tell captivating stories, and that's the art of pro wrestling. Um, yeah. And you can kind of tell that this match wasn't going to be the serious thing that it probably should have been when they do that comedic bit. Where they got uh, Kenny in the abdominal stretch, I think it was, or maybe it's Jericho, and then every member of the Callis family is holding on to the other person's hand. It all leads down to Don Callis on the floor trying to get that extra leverage on the abdominal stretch. You're like, okay, this is a house show match at this point. I feel like they needed to make like they they probably wanted to do comedy stuff in this match, but they were like, it doesn't, it's not, that's not the story. No, it's not. And so <laughs> I I liked your comment during this match. I didn't realize this would be a showcase for Chris Jericho. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of it too. It was the focus of this was seemingly on Jericho and Sammy, which led to the finish. Yeah. As opposed and, and not to say they didn't reference Jericho and Osprey, Osprey and Omega. I mean, hell, even Kota Ibushi and Osprey have a ton of history. We got a showdown between Kota Ibushi and and Takeshita. We got those little bits. It just didn't necessarily feel like the story as a whole really coalesced into something that felt like it was this match last, lacked urgency for a lot of it. It did, yeah. And that it's was like kind of the issue. Yeah, they figured they could probably coast on the talent, and it just the problem is like coming into it, the story really isn't that strong. Uh, they've really AW has completely erased any mystique Kota Ibushi had. Let me ask man. you this: Was this match ruined the second that picture ca- the, uh, showed up on social media of Kenny shooting the the promo of Callis? I was about to bring that up, but I didn't bring that up. <laughs> 
<laughs> that shit is absolutely hilarious. I know that's no. Hilarious. Honestly, you know, I know you feel the way. I don't give a shit about okay. that. That no. doesn't kill anything for me. No, that doesn't, doesn't matter a damn. These guys are all best friends. They all hang out together. They're all touring places together. Exactly. So Kenny filming the promo with Callis and Takeshita makes total me. sense. Doesn't bother me at all. If if you had asked me, if I didn't know about that, and he said, "Hey, Steve." Take a guess who filmed this promo. I'd been like Kenny Omega did. Mm -hmm. The fact that somebody took a picture of it is both funny and mildly unfortunate because of the kayfabe stuff. But yeah. it's wrestling. Who gives a shit? Exactly. Um, and so, uh, no, that that was a funny side note to this. But no, it's it's like you know they're they're shoehorning the Jericho Sammy stuff in there because Sammy needs something to do. And like nobody really like I don't know like Kota Ibushi is like Shadow Kota Ibushi in AEW like they have relied exclusively on his history in New Japan and when he came down that like he got a decent pop when his Tron hit and he came out but like once he was halfway down the ramp nobody in that arena seemed like they cared about him and it's just because AEW hasn't really treated him in a way that really matters like yeah. when they did the thing that kenny probably filmed when they went to the dojo and kota bushi's i was like wait is that a young lot who is oh that's kota bushi right there because like they didn't make a big deal about him yeah he didn't have anything to say yeah it's just it's kota bushi being in a match in AEW is not special they haven't yeah. made it special yeah yeah like he said what three matches has he won any of them the uh blood and guts First oh, one. the blood and guts one. Okay, but the last two yeah. he's been on the losing end. His team's been on the losing end. I know. Yeah. And it, it, I don't. I don't think he got the pin in blood and guts. I could be wrong. But like the, he, and listen. I know he came. He's coming back from an awful shoulder injury. Awful. And I know he's wrestled some singles matches, but I, you know, I don't know if it's a situation where maybe he's not up to the ring shape he wants to be in. I don't know. In terms of doing what he wants to do in the ring, I don't know Here's what it the is thing, exactly. Though, like that's not even you. You could be right about that. For me, it's more like pre it's it's all presentation. It is presentation, and he's. I don't feel like in any of these matches he's been thus far. Really, he's had an opportunity to showcase who Kota Ibushi is to the AEW audience. No, and on top of that, like Don Callis makes such a big deal about Kota Bushi means everything to Kenny Omega. I haven't even seen that really in seen AEW. That, no. No, I've no. seen that plenty in New Japan, yes. but it's like, and I get it, dude. Like so much of the AEW crowd knows New Japan, but let's revisit some of that stuff. Let's mm -hmm. actively see them in the now, not in clips from before. Let's see them in the now interact in a way that, makes me understand in 2023 how much these guys mean to each other instead just they just sort of throw him out there and he has a match yeah. with kenny and i'm supposed to care you know yeah i know i know the the finish of this match was just overbooked almost to an annoying degree it was yeah so uh kenny's looking for a one-winged angel and instead will sends him out hits a tornado to the outside sammy rolls up jericho for two uh, Jericho's looking to hit Sammy with a Judas effect. Instead, Osprey pushes Sammy out of the way, so Osprey eats it. So then Sammy hits Jericho with a super kick, uh, gets him up top. Jericho uh, reverses to a Frankensteiner, but he goes for the cover. But Osprey to Aubrey's like, "Oh, my neck hurts," and so he like grabs her and like by the arm so she can't go and count the pinfall. Mm -hmm. So she's distracted. 
And by this point, earlier on, Sammy looked, uh, was looking to hit uh, Kenny with a cutter, a springboard cutter, and the timing is a little bit off. And after that, Sammy just looked like he had his feet under him exactly, 100%. And you, you got to wonder, and I'm not saying that this would have really mattered that much because by this time the match was kind of a mess anyways, but yeah. I wonder if Sammy's condition might have, because you're right, he did sort of look a little slower, a little sloppier. Yeah. And you got to wonder if maybe that affected you if know, he, the that match quality. A little bit or something. So anyways, Sammy be. gets Jericho for a GTH. Jericho catches it. Um, and then Callus grabs the bat and hits Jericho with it while Aubrey's still distracted, and then Sammy crawls over covers Jericho to get the pinfall win. Yeah. Um, Zondo here in our Twitch chat, and I don't mean to call anybody out, but I'm going to respectfully disagree with this point. He says, Coda is treated the same as Sting. Oh, wow, look at this guy. Ain't he neat? Here he is in a tag match. That is not... Sting is treated like a fucking legend, like he's yeah. supernatural. He's yeah. treated like the Undertaker in AEW. Yes. yes, he. Every match Sting is in, he gets an opportunity to showcase. He's usually launching himself through a table or something like that. Right. There's always a spot where he gets hit with something and no sells it. And he's usually involved in the finish of his matches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He gets a lot yeah. of opportunity to showcase what Sting could do right now. I don't feel like Kodabushi has a whole lot. At least tonight we saw a little bit of Transibushi. Mm -hmm. A yeah. little bit. It was yeah, like 45 bit, yeah. seconds of it. Yeah. I just don't feel like Kodabushi. And again, I don't know why. I'm trying to piece together what it is. Why he hasn't been given a protracted stretch in the ring to showcase what Kota Ibushi is all about. We have not mm -hmm. seen that in AEW at all. Yeah. yeah. And maybe there's maybe I'm losing something in Zondo's uh, 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 comment here. But, like, you can take a look at both of them as, like, you know, guys who have a lot of history. But, like, Sting has, like, they have showcased his, his, his relationship with Darby has just grown and grown and grown and taken, you know, a couple twists and turns here and there. Um yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's, it's. I think there's, there's a big difference there, and mm -hmm. I think that it's so much of it is just like, show us, don't tell us, exactly. show us, don't remind us. You know, exactly. like let's see him commiserating with with Kenny Omega. Yeah. After that, we added the AEW tag team bout FTR taking on Aussie Open for their titles. I never watched their first match that happened a year ago. Everybody right. said it was really, really good. Mm -hmm. This was a solid bout. But again, it felt like a bout that could have been on on a main event of collision, partially because Aussie Open is coming off to lose into better than you, Bebe, yeah. and then Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara in short order, and then they, they find their way into a, a tag title match here. If you're going to book them in a tag title match, especially one that's going to be a rematch from a, 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 a pretty well-liked match a year ago, guess what you do with your challengers? You have them go on a winning streak rather than losing a lot of matches. Yeah, I understand they probably wanted to showcase Aussie Open, but like they showcased him in advance of this match in like the worst possible way. Yes. And like you mentioned, losing. As a losing um, tag team. They tried to gain some ground by beating other opponents quicker than FTR beat their opponents, but but at that point it was like, nah, you guys already lost to like two semi tag teams. Yeah. Um why should we care about this? Not yep. to say they're not terrific. They are. They're terrific wrestlers. It's just sort of curious that AEW booked them to lose matches, high-profile matches, before taking on this match with FTR. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I don't know. It was cool. And I, they, they gave him a little bit of respect here with the finish uh, with uh, uh, an avalanche shatter machine, oh, like yeah. a super yeah. shatter machine from yeah. the top uh, on uh, Kyle Fletcher. 
Um, really good match, you know, wrestle, wrestle, wrestle type stuff. And uh, and FTR gets the win here, so they'll be facing the Young Bucks probably in six weeks of full gear. But I don't know, maybe they'll do it on a collision. Who knows? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, it was it was a solid bout, but again, going into it, there wasn't a whole lot of intrigue or, or drama or attention because, like, oh, of course, FTR is going to win because Aussie Open hasn't exactly been a winning team of late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have been it, like I said during the stream. It would have been shocking if. Aussie Open won, and it would have been. Con- I'm sorry, it'd have been confusing if they won, and a foregone conclusion if they lost, and it was a foregone conclusion. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so, anyways, uh, after that, we had two out of three falls. Christian Cage versus Darby Allen for the TNT title. Uh, big pop for Darby, of course. He's from Seattle, mm-hmm. um, and I was I was legitimately surprised. This number one, this is a really fun, very mm-hmm. WWE book type match. Mm-hmm. Just sports entertainment type stuff, you know, yeah. except WWE wouldn't let Darby Allen do what he did in this match. No. The 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 spots with the stairs were crazy. I did appreciate so the first uh fall, both men were trading a lot of chain wrestling. Darby gains the advantage. Christian's able to fight out and hits a back elbow before hitting a chop and then beating Darby all across the ring. He chokes him in the ropes for a four count, does some flexing. Uh Christian catches a coffin drop and uh tries for a kill swish. Uh, Darby with the flash pin for a quick fall, and he had he, he had like uh, moved his uh, turtleneck up his over eyes, his yeah. face, yeah. And so he was, you know, was like, oh god, what the hell? And so, yeah. and so, and Christian had a bit little comedy bit walking around the ring trying to get himself out of the the turtleneck, and he like he got a little bit of it, so it was his face was sort of peeking yeah. out here. And he's all mad. It was pretty yeah. funny stuff. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Uh, later on, uh, Christian moves the ring steps near the apron. And he's looking for like a falcon arrow off the apron onto the ring step. And I think he realized this isn't going to work. This is going to be bad if, like, really bad if we do this. And you see him say something to Darby. Instead, he just slams him on the mat. And then he picks <laughs> yeah. him up, slams him on the stairs, and then goes back on the apron and does it again. But when Darby lands the third time, it's like right on his elbow and shoulder on the corner of the ring steps. It was a gnarly fall. It looked, it looked awful. Ugly, yeah. It looked bad. So they have doctors come out and check on him. Um, uh, the ref starts counting. So Christian wins the second fall via count out. And, and this so they, is after, I think this is after, didn't, did Christian, had Christian already sort of uh, went over to Nick Wayne's mom? Because Nick Wayne's mom was yeah, on the yeah, inside. Yeah. She threw some water in his face yeah, and pissed she, him yeah. off. Nick Wayne had brought Darby uh, out to the uh, to, for his entrance and then walked back. Just some yeah. backstory here. Yeah. So while the doctors are checking on Darby, Christian is going around and, and, and loosening the ropes that keep the, the canvas down the mat and starts peeling away the canvas and the padding just exposing the wood. So then they eventually put Darby on a stretcher. So Christian's content with, you know, undoing the ring. So he goes up top and he hits the splash on Darby off the top rope onto the stretcher. And he throws Darby in the ring, hits a kill switch on the exposed wood. Darby kicks out. So Christian, of course, stunned. Uh, he eventually puts Darby in a scorpion death lock. Uh, Darby uh, is able to get to the ropes to break it. Um, hits Christian with a scorpion death drop on the exposed wood. Christian, oh, sorry, follows with a coffin drop. Christian kicks out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Book strong. So Darby goes back up top. Christian sweeps out his legs. He tells the cameraman to move. He's looking for another move, like a superplex, onto the ring steps. Darby blocks that, so instead Christian hits a sunset flip powerbomb into the ring on the exposed wood. Uh, he looks for a spear, but Darby moves, so Christian hits the ref. 
So then Christian hits Darby with a low blow, and he rolls out. He grabs the TNT title, taunts Nick Wayne's mom with it. Nick Wayne runs down and grabs the bell from him. So Cage is like, don't do it. And Dar- by this point, Darby gets up, and Nick Cage is hol- or Nick Cage. Uh, uh, Nick Wayne's holding the belt, you know, ready to hit somebody with it. And Darby's like, hit Christian with it. Instead, Nick Wayne, whoopah, mm-hmm. hits Darby with it. So Christian's yeah. really satisfied, grabs Nick Wayne by the shoulder. He's a new mentor for Nick Wayne. Oh, yeah. I guess maybe, maybe he, he, it'd be funny now if he, he changed will his be name Nick to Nick Cage. Cage. That'd be great. Yeah. So, was, so Nick Wayne's mom is beside oh, herself. So sad. So She's sad. just upset about this this heel turn. So Christian then picks up Bryce Remsburg by his belt loop and brings him over and has him count the pinfall. He covers Darby. Slow three count. Nonetheless, Christian Cage wins, successfully defends the TNT title in a really fun bout. Really fun. It bout. was awesome. It was great. So uh, Christian's posing with the belt. Nick Wayne gets back and hugs Christian. So they pick up Darby, and Nick is all yelling at him, oh, my dad and my mom and my family, and then boots away at him. Uh, Christian joins in, starts beating him up. Sting shows up. He ambles down. No music for no him. Music. No big yeah. entrance. Just like he, he just, just sort of ambles catering. down. Oh, what's this commotion he's, about? He's very, he's pretty disappointed. He's like, ah, let me get Darby out of this situation. Yeah. So he gets in the ring, uh, chops Nick. Sting takes it to both guys, uh, then throws Nick into Luchasaurus, who just appeared. Uh, him and Sting fight. They triple team Sting. They all stomp on his head. Christian goes to grab a couple chairs at ringside because he's loading up for a concerto. So he sets up Sting for that. Lights go out. We get like a video appears on the Tron. So this was interesting because just the other day, Fightful Select reported that Sammy Callahan. Sammy Sammy had confirmed it on Twitter. Sammy confirmed it. Sammy Callahan, free agent. And so we get this video where it opens up with uh, the old school movie feature presentation title card complete with music, which is exactly, exactly what Sammy Callahan had used. So you and me, of course, big impact aficionados, very confused by this, but no. And they did like a little video thing where uh, you see a mysterious figure in a leather jacket again, Sammy Callahan uh, getting into a, an old school car again, kind of a Sammy Callahan thing. And drives away, or drives to wherever this place is. Drives in around Seattle. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and then pulls up. And then Metalingus hits a skull on the thing. Rated R superstar. And it's Edge. It's so Edge. it was. It wasn't actually Sammy Callahan. We it were wasn't confused. Sammy Callahan. I know. It's very confusing at first. So Edge comes to the ring. He steps up to Christian. And he says, here, give me a chair. And so Nick Wayne then takes Sting and puts him on the other uh, chair on the ground. Edge then hits Nick Wayne in the back with chair. Uh, Christian gets out of there. Uh, he takes out Luchasaurus with the spear on the exposed wood. Another spear for Nick Wayne. Um, so his music's playing, and Christian's like just holding on to that TNT title, mm-hmm. clutching yeah. it, yeah. staring back at the ring at Edge while he shakes hands with Darby and Sting. And uh, that's how the show goes off the air. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I thought it was effective. I thought it was, you know, besides, you know, the uh, the confusion with the Sammy Callahan stuff. Um, uh, I liked it. I thought it was cool. It was a good, yeah, good debut yeah. for the rated R superstar. It would have been more exciting if he had aligned with Christian, though. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree with that. Oh, White Brownie but. says we're getting Golden Jets versus Takesh and Sammy on Dynamite. <laughs> more of this, really? <laughs> You know, Jericho, man, once he finds something, he'll just run into the ground. Oh, he really does. Yeah. He really does. 
They might win that one. Now the Callis family's got Kenny's number. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Anyways, that's your AEW Wrestle Dream uh, review. We have a couple super chats here. One from Ash says, "All right, text Tempest. His boy is in AEW. Jam that jam. I guess Tempest is a Edge fan, perhaps." Oh. Uh, Jake Russell with the super chat says, uh, Osprey versus Roman money in the bank, London, who wins head of the table. Acknowledge him. Yeah. Tribal chief. Will Osprey does not have the tribal chief set up. Who does Steve? No one. And I know Maggie already said that she was calling it quits for the night, but somebody, if you can please remind Maggie, especially Seth Rollins, definitely not him. He does not get the tribal chief set up. Only Roman gets the tribal chief set up. Hopefully so somebody can clip that and send it to Maggie. Anyway, that's going to do it for the show today. Thanks, everybody, for sticking by us. Everybody who joined us for the stream, everybody who has – I think – I honestly think, if I'm not mistaken, because I always, I always have an eagle eye for our sub count, 198,158 was our previous high. We are now at 198,161. Nice. So I do think that in the, the 10-year, almost 10-year history – oh, no, more than 10-year history of the channel – yeah, we are at the highest subscribers we've ever had. So let's try to keep that going. If you haven't subbed to the channel, do us a huge solid. Hit that subscribe button. We'd really appreciate it. Hit that thumbs up. Uh, and uh, thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Drop us a comment. Let us know what you guys thought about the pay-per-view. Are we a couple of e-drones? Is that a possibility? Judging by the look on Larson's face, I'm going to go with the nay right now. E drones, get out of here! I do love myself some Federation, though. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna do All it for right, the show. Baby, Thanks, everybody. We'll see. Maybe Steve's an e drone. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well. Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.